Hi there, this is Sherry Lee Myers. Welcome to How to Connect with Angels. We believe that no matter what, every person has the unconditional love and help of angels, our messengers from God. But we have to be willing to believe and we have to be willing to ask. That's what our film, The Glitch, that we are shooting here in New Orleans is all about with the help of some amazing music and talent. If you're curious, visit us at theglitchmovie.com and take a look. But now, right now, let's talk to someone who's devoted to helping us make a divine connection. Tara Ladue is the author of Came to Believe, A Journey of Trust, Faith, and Perseverance. She is a social media coach for spiritual entrepreneurs all over the world and has written a social media guidebook full of tips and tricks you can use to grow an online following. Tara is a certified Kundalini yoga teacher, a certified angel card reader, and an angel intuitive, as well as a graduate of Gabriel Bernstein's Spirit Junkie Masterclass 1 and 2. Good morning, Tara Ladue. How are you? I am good. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm great. I am a huge fan of yours for many reasons, but I'm going to only say three. Okay. First, <laughs> just the top three. First of all, okay. it's going to be hard for me to keep it to three. First of all, is that you are a social media, um, do I have this right? An entrepreneur, social media coach and consultant. And yes. you really work closely with people who are in, I'm going to say the spiritual awareness business and the healing business. They're spiritual entrepreneurs. Is yes. that right? Am, am I right? That's, that's absolutely right. So you have this understanding of the market and the work that people are doing on, you know, in many different arenas, I imagine. So you work with novelists. Tell me who, who comes to you for help? Um, angel card readers, yoga studios, mm. psychics, Reiki people, mm -hmm. um, spiritual coaches, health coaches, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and authors, and authors, yeah, including yourself. And we are going to get to, we are going to get to very soon. We're going to get to how your authorship of your own memoir, I. What's it? It is called Came to Believe. Mm -hmm. Your authorship yep. of your own memoir is what steered you in the direction of becoming this social media coach and guide. And I have your book and I have your booklet and I have your, I get your weekly, is it a weekly newsletter, Tara? I, I don't send it out every week, maybe bi-weekly. I don't like to clog people's inbox. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. It's always very, very thoughtful. And Tara Ledoux's work is, is gorgeous and she will help you so much. And I, she has helped me already and I can't wait for her to give me more guidance because her work is beautiful and powerful and clean and clear. So that's one reason. Another reason is I read your blog about your experience with Wayne Dyer. And would you mind just sharing that right now? Sure. Okay. Let's uh, just <laughs> jump into that. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know Wayne Dyer. I mean, I didn't follow him very much while he was alive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did read if like, I think one or two of his books before he had passed, I read power of intention 
and um, Excuses Be Gone. Mm. And one other, it was the Wayne Dyer collection where there was three books inside the collection. Mm-hmm. And um, I read those. And then I went to Maui to work on my book and get inspiration on my book. And on the flight there, I decided to just call on him to help me write one of the hardest chapters in the book. And I finished the chapter on the flight there. And then I landed and I got on social media and I realized I had landed in Maui where he lived on the one year anniversary of his death. Oh my which I goodness. Was oh my goodness. Crazy. <gasps> oh, <laughs> wow. So then, yeah. So then the whole time I was there, I just felt like he was my tour guide, like just always following me around. And when I was on the beach, I had brought, whenever I go to the beach, I always bring my dolphins and mermaids deck with me. Ah. <laughs> and so I brought that and I was sitting on the beach and I was shuffling the cars and I just said, Hey Wayne, like, what do I need to know? Like, what do you want to tell me? And so I was shuffling the cars and this one car flew out and like was just dancing across the sand and I ran after it and it was the alchemy car, which means, you know, you have the Midas touch, everything you touch turns to gold. Mm. And so that's just like, it was just so powerful to me. I started crying because oh. it just like confirmed that the book was going to be, um, it was going to be something that was going to help people. So it was exciting. And then after that, I just kind of always, you know, teased him and a lot, like by just asking him if he was there and I would, I would determine if he was there, if the alchemy card came up. So like in my 2017 angel card reading, the alchemy card came up in 2018 it also came up mm. and then sometimes I just play around I'm like hey Wayne if you're here you know play me this song on the radio or uh-huh. <laughs> whatever uh-huh. Uh-huh. but I mean sometimes he's not there but yeah I mean I, I feel a really close connection with him almost like a, a father figure yes. from abo- above um, yes but and, I wish I got to meet him. Ah, uh, but, but you know, his presence and his is so powerful. I feel him in my life as well. Um, can you catch us up about where you were in your life? What's been going on? When did you start the book and how have you been, you know, the whole world around launching into the book? Yeah, I, I kind of always wanted to write a book and be an author. I had started a book in my early 20s, and I never really finished it. But I also hadn't had really any healing work that was happening. Mm-hmm. So I, um, you know, I was uh, taking Doreen Virtue's Angel Intuitive course in Orange County, you know, before everything happened with her. And uh, she had talked about, you know, if you want to be a Hay House author, you have to build your platform. And that really stuck to me because I knew I wanted to be an author. So that night I went home and I started um, my Instagram account. I started as Serenity of the Angels. And it's now just at Tara Ledoux on Instagram. But um, And I just started building it. And then I just started, you know, writing the book. And I um, wanted to share how if you can believe in a power greater than yourself, you could really get healing and you can persevere through any kind of childhood trauma that you've experienced. So the book is really my spiritual memoir about, you know, I talk a little bit in the beginning about my childhood and growing up in alcoholism. I talk about... Can um, I ask you a few questions about that? Where, where did yeah. you grow up? What Was it a little town? In, was it a city? Where did you grow it up? It was in Phoenix. Yes. In Phoenix. Okay. You grew up yeah, in Phoenix yeah. and they, they, it was an abusive and alcoholic situation well I wasn't like I, I the word abuse to me just seems so heavy because I wasn't like 
I mean, my, my mom and dad did not physically abuse. It was, it was dysfunctional. Like that, it was know? one of those dysfunctional yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was very dysfunctional. My dad, uh, had left before I was born. I mean, we still saw him every once in a while. Like wow. when I was a child, we saw him like a couple times a week. And then after when I became a teenager, we didn't really see much of him at all. Mm-hmm. But my mom was the alcoholic uh, and, um, you know, just, it was just very chaotic and, uh, um, just never knew what, what was going to happen. <laughs> yes. Yes. So kind of talk about all of that. And then when I started, uh, you know, having, a relationship with angels and how that all happened. Um, Can you give us a snapshot of that? Was there a one, you know, transformative experience with an angel? What happened that? Yeah. So uh, my mom was an astrologer growing up. She like wow. hand calculate astrology charts. And so she was always told that I was very like psychically gifted. And I don't believe I'm a psychic today. Like I don't communicate with dead people. I don't like any of that stuff. I'm just very intuitive. And so I had um, picked up this deck of angel cards and I started playing around with them and my readings were pretty accurate. And then I went and saw a psychic and she, to, to confirm that I had these gifts, I thought, who's better than a psychic to confirm that I have these gifts to talk to angels through yeah. angel cards? Mm-hmm. And she had mentioned that I was going to have a, a big accident and everything was going to come to a head and I was going to see the light after this accident. Like I was going to have a spiritual awakening. Oh my and goodness. Yeah. And then three weeks later is when I fell on the beach with my mom and I broke my ankle in three spots. Oh. And that's kind of when the spiritual awakening happened because it was just me and my mom on the beach and this other couple. And I had my dog, I was screaming my head off and the husband came over to try to help me. And this couple, I believe were real life angels. The wife's name was actually, um, Angela. Oh Angie. my goodness, Tara. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, then on the ambulance ride home, I was just really freaking out. And the ambulance guy said he was going to have to put uh, some a thing over my face so I can breathe. And yeah. I just started like call, calling on the angels. And that's when I started seeing like green and blue lights in my third eye chakra. And I was hearing a voice like, you're going to be okay. Just breathe, just breathe. And that's kind of when it all started. And then <sighs> I just got really into it, <laughs> you know, taking any course I could, reading any books I could just giving readings to friends um, anytime oh, I could. Wow. And then I, I, I finally started like just doing um, charging people for readings. And then now I just do email readings because I, I, I found that doing readings have really, really like sucked the energy out of me. Sure. And so I just do angel or email readings. Um, and I don't really advertise them very much. I mean, if people find them out, like some lady found it on my website and sent me money the other day and she was like, I want a reading. I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot these are on my website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I did her reading for her mm-hmm. and sent it to her. So that's kind of, it's just, but you know, but c- coming to believe in a power greater than yourself to restore you to sanity, which is one of the, um, 12 steps. So. Yes. 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 Right. The power greater than yourself. So. And you're developing this, this like open communication with your guides and angels. And then you are launching into writing your book. You're writing your book, correct? Mm -hmm. And this book is going to be, um, did you know what you were going to write or did you sit down and let it come from somewhere else? It might be a silly question, but. 
No, I made an outline. I think it's important to write an outline of yeah. how you want the book to go. So I kind of outlined the chapters yeah. and then just kind of free wrote whatever I, I felt like writing. And, um, I mean, a lot of it too is about manifestation and finding your tribe and all that too. I mean, it's, it's a really great book and not even just for be- beginner people that are seeking the woo woo way, but, <laughs> but I mean, it could really help a, a lot of people. Um, but that's, that's kind of how I, I did it. Just kind of outlined the chapters. I put it up on my closet. I got some white uh, bulletin board and I just hand wrote it with all over my closet with inspiration right. and whatever. And I just kind of looked at that and followed through with it. Fantastic. Came to believe is available on Amazon, correct? Yeah. Just on Amazon. And it's on <laughs> Amazon also in Kindle, right? Correct. Ah, yeah. okay. So I want to, let's, let's, let's dig in deeper about, the book. Um, mm-hmm. Let's dig in about healing and about releasing things that are um, trauma. Mm-hmm. Okay. What can you tell mm-hmm. us about that from your own experience? I think for me, what really started to help me heal from it was talking about it. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, when you grow up in alcoholism, you try to make things look really good on the outside. So nobody knows what's going on inside your home. And, you know, we did a really good job of that. Like my mom was a band parent. She, you know, was a Girl Scout leader. And so nobody really would have suspected what was going on inside our home. So I always just, I was taught basically not to talk, trust or feel. So I just kind of went on making everybody think that everything was great, you know? And then, um, when my mom got really sick and almost passed away is when I had to start talking and telling people what was going on. Like when, you know, my mom's an alcoholic and people were blown away. Like my friends in school were blown away. They had no idea. How old were you when she got sick? It was, I was in my mid to late twenties. Oh my Okay. Yeah, and your dad yeah. was not around. So this was, no. this was on you. Yeah. My dad had left before I was yeah. born. So, right. and then my, my other, my other siblings, um, I think were just kind of in denial about the whole thing. And oh. so it was really like yeah. my responsibility to take this on. And so then, uh, when my mom got sober, she had suggested I, you know, seek outside help. So that's when I went and I started working the 12 steps in Al-Anon and, uh-huh. um, really started to share about it in meetings. And once I started to talk about it, even though I cried and cried and cried through my shares, it was just releasing that shame and those secrets oh. and becoming more open about what had happened to me. So I did a lot of work around my mom's alcoholism. And, you know, she is sober today. She's uh, has 12 years of sobriety. She's doing oh. amazing. And our relationship is amazing. This book has healed our relationship. Oh. And then and recently in the last couple of years, you know, since finding Gabby Bernstein and going to the Spirit Junkie Masterclass, yeah. I was able to to kind of start talking about, you know, the childhood sexual abuse with my adopted older brother and started oh. to become more open about the incest and uh. talking about that. And I didn't say the word incest for the longest time because I just seemed so horrible. So I would just say like childhood sexual abuse. Um, so I, Gabby had really encouraged me to include that in my book that she thought it would be really important for people to, you know, hear that. So I was like, Oh, I don't know. So I did talk about it in the book very lightly. Um, I think it's chapter, um, 12 maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it was really, uh, 
really healing for me to write about it and then share about it at that masterclass and have so many people come up and validate, you know, that something like that had happened to them too. And they had never shared about it either and how much I inspired and encouraged them to start talking about it. And so now I'm doing a lot of work around it with my therapist. And you're offering an opportunity for people who have experienced that to seek healing mm-hmm. yeah, and encouragement. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Tell me more about Gabby's, the, the course that you took with Gabby, what piece of that, you know, besides her encouragement, what piece of that did that add to your worldview and your work? Well, the main thing or one of the things that I write about in the book is, you know, finding your tribe and, ah. you know, going to this masterclass and meeting all of these people who, you know, were woo woo like me. And, you know, <laughs> you know, my, a lot of my family make fun of me. And in fact, you know, my, my brother refers to me as crazy for the stuff that I believe in. And so being able to find, um, find a tribe who accepts you for what you believe in and how you feel and who's going to encourage you and support you in your dreams and what you want to do. I mean, that right there is just such a, a booster, you know, to just, to just do what you love, you know? So mm-hmm. finding all those people, I mean, they're going to be my friends for life. Like I feel like I'm closer to some of these people than my own family, yeah. um, which is incredible. So, I mean that, and then plus, you know, Gabby really outlines a lot of business tools or, or fears that are blocking you from doing what you love and charging for your great work. And um, so I took her level two course as well, which is like a week in Kripalu in Massachusetts. And she really dives deep into more of the businessy stuff of running mm-hmm. a spiritual business. Mm-hmm. So ah. spiritual people are like helpers and they feel like they have to, a lot of times I feel, well, I guess I'll speak for myself is you have to fix people and help people and it's not fair to charge them um, because, you know, spiritual people don't make a lot of money. And so uh, for me, a big breakthrough that I had, actually, I don't know if you're familiar with Raw Goddess. Um, mm. She was uh, Gabby's teacher. She, I, she was speaking and I had a real breakthrough with her. Is like, how can I charge people for my great work unless I'm willing to pay others for their great work? So if I'm not willing to pay someone, another spiritual entrepreneur for something, how do I expect them to purchase things from me? So I started just really supporting some of my spirit junkie friends and buying the stuff that they were offering or Mm -hmm. like even just on social media and finding someone who makes dream catchers and purchasing a dream catcher from them or, you know, buying an angel card reading from another angel card reader And so I just really started to support other spiritual entrepreneurs by buying what they were selling. Mm -hmm. And I think that created a shift in energy around, um, your own offering able to charge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being able to charge for my work. So that, that I think is key for sure. So tell me what your life is like now. (laughs) Um, I would say I'm much happier. Like I, I do what I want to do. I live the life that I want to live and I try not to worry about what other people think. Um, I make my home a little sanctuary. Like when people come into my house, they're just like, Oh, it's just so awesome in here. The energy in here. I mean, I basically just kind of talk. It's just so freeing to talk more openly about what you believe in. Like, you know, I, I do have a part-time corporate job, 
uh, with a big corporation and to be able to go in there and just kind of talk about my woo woo ways and do some Kundalini yoga with the team before we open. Oh, wow. Just to be myself and not uh, feel judged. Um, I mean, that's kind of how I live my life today. I mean, I'm pretty, pretty happy. <laughs> Uh, uh, and, and you basically, you're in Pasadena. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. in Pasadena. Yeah. So you're in California. Oh, and you've got the, the book, you've got the media consulting and you've got the other, <laughs> your, your work in the corporate Inville bringing your energy into that. That's a really cool thing. That's a really mm -hmm. cool thing. Tara, yeah. I would love, um, for us to take a moment and for you to, Take your moment and be able to express, take as much time as you want, express what's going, what you would love for people to know about you and about how you, you see everything going on. Yeah. I mean, for me, what's super important is just to spread an energy of like oneness, light and love through social media. So there's so much negativity going on on social media and things just go viral, like negative things. Yeah. And I would love for like things that are loving to go viral, <laughs> you know, instead of all the hate. And so yes. that's one of the things that's like most important for me is like, just really teaching people to use their social media platforms to spread an energy of love and a loving vibration and um, a connectedness. And, you know, one thing that people tell me is I'm a people connector. Like I've been able to connect people together who I've met on social media, who I haven't even met in person, but I'm like, Oh, she lives in this city too. And you live in this city. You guys should connect and then connect them through social media. And then they meet in person and they become friends. Ah. Um, just, yeah. Just because of my like vast network on social media. Like I really do try to remember who these people are that are following me and engaging with my posts and remembering where they live and getting to know them to help connect people together, especially for people who maybe live in cities where, um, spirituality and woo-woo-ness is frowned upon and they feel really alone yeah. um, trying to help them find other people to connect with, not even just in person, but in social media. But yeah, I mean, I just try to just spread a high vibe on social media and not really get into negative things. That doesn't mean that I'm going to kind of be a doormat and not say how I feel about what's going on in the world, but I try to spin it in a, in a positive light. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's beautiful. Ah, uh, thank you so much. So thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to meet you. Thank um, you. And I can't wait to meet you in person. Thank you for this beautiful interview and your honesty and your journey of trust, faith, and perseverance. Also called yeah. Came to Believe. What a great book. What a great book. What a great life. And what great work yeah. you're doing, Tarla Du. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful Saturday. Thank you. I In Pasadena. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye, darling. Bye. If you liked this recording and benefited from it, please, for heaven's sake, share it with your friends. If you loved it, and want to hear more, go to 
theglitchmovie.com forward slash how to connect with angels, where you can listen and subscribe. Thank you so much.